You're listening to the Liberty News Radio Network, and this is the Political Cesspool. The Political Cesspool, known across the South and worldwide as the South's foremost populist conservative radio program. And here to guide you through the murky waters of the political cesspool is your host, James Edwards. Ladies and gentlemen, we continue on tonight, this Saturday evening, October the 21st. Let's take a break to say hello to Keith Alexander, who is not in studio tonight, but rather joining us via telephone. Keith, how are you? I'm doing great. Under the circumstances, you know, uh, <laughs> don't know what is going to uh, happen <laughs> next, but I... I tell you what, the uh, Israel-Palestinian uh, problem, uh, you know, dwarfs the Russian-Ukraine thing for potential for, you know, breaking out into, uh, you know, a major war. In well, my I'll tell you, well, we addressed that with Mark Weber in the first hour, and he gave another good treatment that followed up uh, what we were talking about last week, uh, two hours and uh, Kevin McDonald in there on that second hour, John Friend as well. And uh, tonight uh, that, that conversation continues, but let's take a quick time out uh, for a couple of announcements. You just heard from Mark Weber offering his expert uh, analysis on uh, that issue in the Middle East. Uh, and a little bit later on tonight, we have another treat for you, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Dixon is going to be co-hosting the third and final hour. We're really more than that. He's actually going to be interviewing, for the most part, Virginia Abernathy, uh, who was uh, going to be back. Now, Virginia was with us a few weeks ago to tease a new autobiography uh, that uh, she was about to be released. Well, that autobiography was just released yesterday. The title, Born Abroad, A Patriot's Tale of Choice and Chance, was delivered to my home just yesterday, hot off the press. It was the first day you could get it. And we'll be talking with her about that. Sam Dixon hosting the third hour. You're not going to want to miss uh, them being paired up in that capacity. But first, Keith and I have, well, how did I put it on the show notes today? Plus, plenty of commentary from James and Keith on an exceptionally busy week of news. So I guess, Keith, we should just get started right there. Uh, you know, it's two weeks now since we last talked to Steve King on this program, and uh, it is a topsy-turvy battle for the gavel still. It has not been resolved. It looked like it was going to be Jim Jordan. Then it was going to be Steve Scalise. Then it was going to be Jim Jordan again. Now there's the, some new guy that, you know, supposedly the front runner. But we are a full two weeks into this now. And I guess I have to ask, how has your life personally been affected by the absence of a House Speaker, Keith? Uh, not at all. In fact, it's probably been a, a blessing because they aren't getting any new le uh, legislation passed. And... Uh, that's about the best we can hope from for, for Congress nowadays. <laughs> Sad but true. And, uh, of course, you know, we're up against this, uh, where they always act like it's a catastrophe, uh, this um, mid-November government funding deadline. Remember, this was the thing that supposedly got Gates so irate against McCarthy. He did this deal with Biden that sort of extended the thing, kicked the can down the road for another 45 days. Well, that 45 days is up here in another couple of weeks. And uh, I guess there'd be a lot of bureaucrats not getting a paycheck if that went kaput. But another thing that wouldn't be a couple of other leeches that, that wouldn't, wouldn't be, be getting, a tragedy, would it? <laughs> a couple of I think others that's a tragedy that, I could live with. <laughs> well, and they wouldn't be the only ones uh, not getting any any more money. I guess they can't send money to Ukraine and Israel until they get the situation resolved up there. Of course, Biden wants another well, hundred like billion said, to go it out. Sounds like the best thing that we could hope for. Well, hopefully it'll continue. It's certainly historic. It's certainly chaotic. But uh, nevertheless, uh, two weeks in and still not a, 
uh, not a resolution, and uh, your guess is as good as mine as to who's going to uh, end up uh, taking over that thing. But anyway, uh, I've got something here from Ramsey Paul. This was something you and I were talking about on the phone yesterday when we were trying to prep this thing. Oh, here it is. Uh, I'm a little bit uh, slow on the draw tonight here. Uh, let's see if this will pull up here on my laptop. Okay. So this is Ramsey Paul talking about another aspect of what's going on between Israel and the Palestinians, Hamas, Gaza, however you want to define them, uh, that really hasn't been touched on. We're going to touch on it now. Ramsey Paul writes, let me get this straight. Israel wants to ethnically cleanse the Palestinians with weapons my tax dollars funded, and groups like the ADL then demand that I must take the Palestinians into my homeland and fund their housing and medical care, and we will be expected to give them preferential treatment and job scholarships and promotions. And if we object, the ADL will call us white supremacists. So this is this is something that's been talked about. You know, America, and I was talking about it with Mark Weber. America's kind of seen around the world, certainly in that region, as Israel's golem. We're gonna, you know have a, a, a proxy war here. We're kind of funding and, and, and helping Israel uh, engage and litigate this war. We're going to blow these people up. We're going to displace them. And then we're going to bring them in over here. And what do you think happens? You, what do you think happens when they come over here, Keith, and they know uh, that uh, America was the reason, and, and at least a, a part of the reason, this happened in the first place? Well, two things could happen, okay? They could either take out their uh, spleen on Americans generally, which would be bad, or they could take it out, focus on the Jewish community, and that would be very interesting. You know, uh, just open the floodgates, let them in, and then locate them next to the uh, Jewish <laughs> neighborhoods and sit back and watch the fur fly. Well, and, but, they, and uh, I know you're, you're saying that jokingly, but you're right. I mean, it would just breed more contempt and ill will and upheaval here in America. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't We're make the sense. dumping ground for the world. You know, Egypt doesn't want them. Jordan doesn't want them. Saudi Arabia doesn't want them. And they're supposedly kinfolk to those people. You know, they're uh, fellow Arabs or at least fellow Muslims. But that doesn't matter. They're not going to take them. Russia's not going to take them. China certainly isn't going to take them. Why are we the world's uh, sucker of last resort all the time? We need to just, uh, that's why I'm well, saying. Western, Western Europe, I mean, the United States. from our government is that we get, that they do nothing, action. for example. Gridlock, right, you know, yeah, more, more gridlock. I mean, like the, the United States is. famous statement, you know. The United States is certainly the one that would probably uh, take in the most, but it's it's Western Europe, too. I saw Scotland's clamoring to take some of them in. It's just going to be more unrest, more ill will, more discontent. These people aren't going to come over here happy. They're going to know what role the Western nations played in this. Well, see, the fact that Scotland is taking them in happily and we have people over here that would take them in happily shows that these people have been brainwashed. You know, they don't have enough sense to understand what the rest of the world understands, which is that these people would be a tremendous burden. They're not going to assimilate into any uh, society uh, that is markedly different from their own. They're going to have a chip on their shoulder. They're particularly going to have a chip on their shoulder against uh, Americans. And uh, first, I guess Israelis first, then Americans, then Western Europeans. But none of these people, see, we, we've we got to just learn how to say no, like, you know, the, the old drug program they had back in the Bush administration, just say no. We need to just say no to Israel, to the Palestinians, 
and to everyone else and say we sympathize with your plight, but that's going to be the extent of it. We're not going to send you bushel uh, barrels for worth of money to uh, you know save your wounds and ease your pain. Uh, we just need to learn to do what the rest of the world has learned uh, to do, which is to say thanks but no thanks. Uh, and if if the what the Israelis are doing over there is basically genocide. And it does you no good at all to point out the hypocrisy of the Jewish left. And, you know, the left is basically Jewish in America, at least the driving force behind it. You know, the brains of uh, the Gentiles may be the uh, foot soldiers, but the, all the generals are Jewish in every Hold on right there. movement we have. Keith, we got a break. Uh, we are going to spend one more segment on this, and then we're going to spend the last half of this hour talking about uh, other completely separate issues to give you a little variety. So stay tuned, folks. Hey there, TPC family. This is James Edwards, your host of The Political Cesspool. Folks, I want you to subscribe to the American Free Press, America's last real newspaper. Against all odds, AFP has and continues to publish a populist, independent print newspaper with an unparalleled track record. Founded by a dedicated group of experienced patriots, AFP pulls no punches and tackles the most controversial and pressing issues facing America from an America First perspective. I've worked with the American Free Press since even before the beginning of TPC. Now that's something. You can subscribe to the print edition by visiting AmericanFreePress.net today or simply pick up a handy digital edition subscription. However you do it, subscribe to the American Free Press, America's last real newspaper, by visiting AmericanFreePress.net or by calling 1-88-699-NEWS, AmericanFreePress.net. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit. A battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com Looking for an IT partner that truly understands your needs? Managed IT Services is the answer. We meet with you regularly to discuss your goals and form a tailored technology plan. Our customers have called us a trusted advisor who delivers. When it comes to IT, we do it all. Firewalls, cloud storage, server migration, and more. Say goodbye to long-term contracts and hello to a team that earns your business month after month. Call 801-706-6980 now and let Managed IT Services transform your IT experience. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, one more segment on uh, the unrest in the Middle East, and then uh, Keith Alexander and yours truly are going to uh, talk about some vast and varied topics before this hour ends. Uh, but, Keith, uh, to the point we were making before the break, Kevin McDonald, who was our guest again last week uh, to break down this um, issue, uh, has since written an article. Uh, it's a short one. 
uh, a short read, and I'd like to read it for you now and get your response. Uh, the title of it is The Enemy of Your Enemy, and it talks about importing uh, these uh, Palestinians who are being displaced, and this is what Dr. McDonald writes. The vicious attack by the Palestinians in Gaza is certainly understandable, Given the apartheid ethnic cleansing and essentially de uh, establishing Gaza as an open-air prison where supplies allowed in are strictly limited to ensure an essentially starvation-level diet for Gazans. The Western media is replete with images of Jewish suffering and civilians who have been raped, murdered, or taken hostage. But we are well aware that the same media routinely ignores atrocities against Palestinian civilians atrocities that have been going on for decades. It's always psychologically difficult to be a dissenter from the moral panic that is now gripping all the high ground of Western culture. It's a moral panic similar to the outpouring of concern for Ukraine, even though a Western victory would be the establishment of all the poisonous trends of the West from mass immigration from the rest of the world to gender insanity. That is an excellent point. That would be what happens if Ukraine, quote-unquote, wins this war. That's what you're going to get imported in there. Most of us, uh, Dr. McDonald continues, would um, want to be seen as the good guys. And we are, although I'm fairly used to being condemned as a moral reprobate by now, since writing critical pieces about Jews will definitely bring down a deluge of hatred. It's never easy. We're advocates for our people at a time when unprecedented hatred against whites throughout the West, hatred that, in my opinion, can be traced to the rise of a new substantially Jewish elite in the media, the academic world, and via donation, politics. Jews are a powerful component of our elite, and in general, uh, they are suffused with historical grudges against the West, from the destruction of the temple by the Romans, to the medieval expulsions, to the 19th century uh, pogroms uh, in Eastern Europe, to the 1924 immigration law, to the Holocaust. It is a group that is utterly incapable of attributing any hostility towards Jews as understandable responses by non-Jews to Jewish behavior. The current Israeli-Gaza war is yet another example. As always, Jews are innocent victims. End of story. And the result is that we are inundated with context-free accounts of Jewish suffering. Such accounts are the entire focus of the vast majority of the Western media. And, of course, the politicians fall in line, knowing full well that departing from this media-manufactured moral consensus would be the end of their careers. But... What I want to emphasize here is that this does not mean that I am a cheerleader for the Palestinians. The Palestinians are a typical Middle Eastern people, and all that entails in terms of non-Western social forms, the clans, the collectivism, and Islam with its long history of hatred against Europe. I recall going to a Palestinian protest at the University of California, Irvine, and coming to the conclusion that these people are not our friends. Dr. McDonald concludes by writing, the increasing presence of such people in Western societies is a disaster. And one could be forgiven for thinking that Israel would be happy to export Palestinians to Western countries, as has been proposed for African refugees in Israel. Problem solved. So he's writing, yes, he understands what's going on here, Keith. That is a fantastic piece. If you want to read it for yourself, you can go to thepoliticalcesspool.org. We cross-posted it. It's also at the Occidental Observer. But he's saying, in spite of all of this, all of this history in the Middle East, importing these people is compounding a bad idea. It's a disaster on top of a disaster for us. Well, we're these suckers. The rest of the world is not going to take the Palestinians. They're not going to take the Ethiopian Jews. The Jews in Israel are interested in ethnically cleansing their nation of any strangers, including white Gentile Christians, okay? 
they don't you're not welcome over there really you know they they have people that will spit on all of these you know uh blinded christian fundamentalists to go over there on you know with john hagee or some other uh fundamentalist preacher uh that is taking them over there to see the holy land they're being spat upon by these uh orthodox jews over there the hasidic ones and apparently we just never seem to get the message uh i don't there's a big movement now trying to blame somebody other than the jews for our predicament in america and in the west generally uh how our cultures have been taken over how all the positions of authority power and wealth have been taken over and a lot of people want to blame the boomers but the real culprits are the christian fundamentalists the ones that believe this uh jewish dispensationalist nonsense is heresy that the jews can do no wrong he who blesses israel is blessed he who curses israel is cursed and it's a shame because these are the people like white southerners for example who are the most racially aware people in America, but they are the least Jewish aware people in America. And they're the ones that, uh, you know, they would rather, you know, uh, uh, drink, uh, you know, poison than say anything bad about Jews. But you've got to say that you've got to name them. The people that will not name the Jews uh, in our movement, I think there are some people that think they're just really superior to us and that if you can't lick them, join them and see if you can uh, get the crumbs from their table. Well, let me tell you, you'll be lucky to get the crumbs from their table. They put you not just below them. They put you at the very bottom of the totem pole as a white Gentile. And more and more white Gentiles need to understand this, cooperating with the Jewish uh, plan for the world, which is to use us as the world's garbage dump for people that they don't want around. And uh, also, they have a, a special animus against white Gentile Christians. If you are a white Gentile Christian, and we, our ancestors are the people that founded this nation, you need to be aware of who your enemies are. And we need to basically, uh, what we need to do is nothing. We don't need to be sending money over there. We don't need to be supporting Israel with military uh, hardware. We don't need to be sending billions of dollars over there or any money over there, to tell you the truth. And we certainly don't need to be taking Palestinian refugees in over here. We basically were blessed by God to be isolated from the old world. We're protected by two large moats called the Atlantic and Pacific Ocean. And there was no need for us to get involved in any of the world wars in the last century or any of these other wars. Basically, we could sit over here, ignore the rest of the world, and um, just be swimming in prosperity, except for the fateful day in the Chester A. Arthur administration back in the late 19th century when they decided to allow Jews to emigrate to America. That's where all the problems started. They started to take over America's uh, citadels of power in the Woodrow Wilson administration, and by the end of the Ronald Reagan administration, it was a fait accompli. All right, so I got to I got to bring that's this up. What we're dealt with. Well, I think what you're saying is, and what I agree with is, there is so much disinformation out there, 
uh, there's so much propaganda, it is hard to see what's really going on with clear eyes. But I think what we can see and what conclusion we can draw is this is not our war in any way, and we're going to let them figure it out. Now, I would say this, though. You, were, you touched on this a moment ago, uh, and, and we talked about this with Mark Weber as well. Very, very interesting poll uh, from CNN uh, that found, according to their poll, we'll, we'll take this one at, at, at their word for argument's sake, that 81% of Americans aged 64 and over is standing with Israel, uh, whereas only 27% of the fighting-aged men in America, those aged 18 to 34, are standing with Israel. That is a wide gulf uh, from one end of the age spectrum to the other, uh, and those 81% are going to be gone, uh, you know, and not too much longer. If you're already in your upper 60s and 70s or beyond, uh, you're you're not going to be here too much longer. And a lot of that support for Israel is just going to be gone in another 10 to 20 years. Well, the only way it's going to be gone, in my opinion, James, is if people like us, voices in dissent of the standard uh, uh, rhetoric about, you know, he who blesses Israel is blessed, he who curses Israel is cursed. The people that go to these fundamentalist churches where that type of uh, theology is prevalent, they're a problem. Our older people have been subject to a, a Pavlovian psychological conditioning over their lifetimes about how the Jews are nothing but victims. They are made to think that uh, next to uh, the Bible, the uh, uh, most inerrant uh, topic of information you could focus upon is the Holocaust. The Holocaust is you know, every bit of it is absolutely true, and there's nothing. Anyone who dissents from it is uh, an evil person. Well, this is what I'm saying the, now. Uh, I mean, the younger people don't have that yet. They haven't been subject to the same Pavlovian uh, onslaught. They have. Plus. They have. They have been. It's just not taking. Uh, it's just a different. Well, the thing is, thing that what has happened? We got to take a break. We got to take a break. Hold it. We'll be right back. Pursuing liberty using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Skip Kelly. Israel bombarded Gaza with more airstrikes overnight, killing dozens of Palestinians. More than 4,300 Palestinians have been killed and another 13,000 injured since the war with Hamas began two weeks ago. That's according to the Palestinian Ministry of Health. The Israeli government warns its people against traveling to Egypt and Jordan and that those already there should leave immediately due to threats of harm against Israelis and Jews. Israel has also increased its warning for Morocco, telling Israelis to avoid all non essential travel to the North African country and all Muslim nations. Oklahoma's Republican Congressman Kevin Hearn is back in the running for Speaker of the House, while the former House Speaker is putting blame on his own party for all the dysfunction. Kevin McCarthy is placing blame on the small faction of conservatives who removed him from the Speaker position for the current party dysfunction. We are in a very bad position as a party, one that has won the majority, one that America has entrusted us with, that a simple eight people have put us in this place. 
The statement comes as the Republican majority continues to struggle with electing a new speaker two weeks after McCarthy's ousting. Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan faced opposition from roughly two dozen colleagues and lost three floor votes for Speaker of the House this week, leading to his withdrawal as the party's nominee following a confidential ballot. I'm John Schaefer. Former President Trump and his once lawyer could meet again in the same courtroom. Michael Cohen says he'll return to New York this coming week to testify in the civil fraud trial of the former president. Cohen's initial court appearance was delayed due to a medical issue last week. He's scheduled to testify on Tuesday. A judge has ruled that Trump and his businesses committed fraud by falsely inflating and deflating the value of its assets in order to lower taxes and receive better insurance coverage. Cohen previously testified in 2019 that his former boss artificially inflated his wealth, and he provided testimony to a House committee earlier this year about Trump's involvement in a hush money scheme. I'm Jeremy Scott. And this is USA News. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? Low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airline travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. Keith, just very quickly, one more hit on this, because i got to get your take on some other issues that are in the news this week. But we were just talking about the 81% of those 64 and older stand with Israel 27% of those aged 18 to 34 do. I mean, they are getting the same media. It just matters. I guess it's a question of what media they're watching. They're not watching Fox News and CNN. They're getting it off the Internet. They're getting it from yeah, alternative they're, sources. They're taking it from the TPC, Oxdale Observer, the Underview. Well, they have I don't know about that. Things but, like that. Uh, but on the other hand, that that is having its effect. There is a couple down the street from me that a year ago they just would not hear a discouraging word about Jews under any circumstances. And they have now been converted. They now realize that they are the source of all that ails us here in America and in Western Europe, and that they are not just people that have a different viewpoint that is contrary to ours. They are actually set against us. They are uh, that that they are an enemy. They're not just uh, people with a different viewpoint. So I uh, that that's the eighty one percent. The eighty one percent are people that you know they can't get on the internet. They just turn on the television set or the radio, and they hear Ben Ferguson or Mark Levin or Sean Hannity or somebody like that. And of course, those guys wouldn't touch the Jewish issue with a ten foot pole. Well, not only and, hey, listen, uh, 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 Sean Hannity's standing on his head, uh, up in arms about this, about America not doing more to go fight for it. Of course, people like Sean Hannity, you know, if they believe it like that. If I believed that, I would do it. Sean Hannity and Lindsey Graham need to enlist. They need to you know, leave Congress, and they need to leave Fox News, and they need to enlist and go over there and fight. That's what they need to do. And that may be another reason. All these, the 81% are, are people that 
are in no danger personally of being drafted and going to war. <laughs> well, that, hand, that's <laughs> another way. Yeah. That, well, that's what that's right. I mean, that's is it. I mean, the, the Zoomers are checked out on going to war in Iran, but there is a ton of social media backlash against the Israelis. I mean, there is a lot more very heated disagreement on this than you would have ever seen you know, a, a decade or more ago. It's, well, uh, let, let it, me it's, tell you, you've got to check the temperature level of it, too. Boomers and Zoomers and people like this may be slanting or trending towards Israel, but they're not strong. The, the strongest proponents of Israel can do no harm are the Christian fundamentalists that have bought into the Schofield Reference Bible and John Darby's dispensationalist uh, theology. That's, that, that's, if you can crack that walnut, that's well, this is what we said. This, I, I addressed that. I addressed that a little bit with Mark. I mean, that type of uh, you know, Jerry Falwell and Pat Robertson have already gone home to their eternal reward, and the people of that mindset, but I think, John Hayden is alive and well, and all. Yeah, these but other no, I mean, but he's old there. too, and he's overweight, so we'll see. But uh, I did see this though, where uh, BLM. Uh, BLM was taking flack this week. Now, what in the world could have made BLM take flack from the American media or the so-called American media? I think even Coke, uh, Coca-Cola had to answer for a donation uh, that it gave to BLM. Why? Because BLM burned down cities and and uh, attacked cops? No, that's fine. All that was okay. It, it was because some of these BLM spokesmen were speaking out against Israel, and now all of a sudden, hey, now, we got to wrap these guys on the head. Uh, these guys aren't so good anymore, and people who donate to them need to answer for it if they're going to make so-called anti-Semitic comments, which, yeah, of course, the, the anti-Semitic. Squad. The so-called well, squad I mean, is totally against uh, Israel. And for the Palestinians. But I'm talking about not BLM, not them. I'm just talking about ra random BLM people out in America are, are are getting bad press for once, not for burning down cities or attacking cops, but for saying something that was not entirely favorable. Well, you talk about Israel. a golem. The Jews have created groups like BLM and the Squad and people like that. That's that they were the golem that has turned on its maker, like Frankenstein's monster supposedly a golem and it turned on its maker well that's what's happening and the thing about the palestinians chuck schumer has even mentioned this he said look if you bring those people over here it's hard to tell a jew from a gentile if they're you know a reformed jewish guy or something you have to really be focused in on them but if you go to a place like crown heights in brooklyn where the hasidic people are wearing those black hats and have those long dreadlocks and everything and uh, dressed so distinctively, they are walking targets for the Palestinians. And he has mentioned that he is fearful that if we bring Palestinians over here, those people will be targeted. Of course, he doesn't care two hoots in hell whether they come after the rest of us. Well, I, I, well that's all Christians. That's but he, I don't even he want really that. is concerned they'll go after them. Well, and I don't want Jews. that to happen either. I don't want retaliation against Jews. I, 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 I don't want, everybody I don't want any of that to happen. But on the other I want hand, a homeland for everybody. You know, I want a homeland for everybody and everybody to go in their homeland where they can be at peace but, but because I, this I, inter, I, interfaith I and interracial wanna, thing is just conflict. Though, I don't want to disappoint you in any way, but Chuck Schumer doesn't share your uh, uh, you know kind of broad uh, condemnation. That if, if his, his one principle that governs his life is, is it good for the Jews? He doesn't worry. Believe me, I know that I've been. They, they've been after me. 
for 20 years and they never stop. Yeah. Schumer has a lot more influence on what our government does than you or I do, James. And that's, uh, well, that's true. Uh, that, that may be the saving grace one way or another. But on the other hand, whatever it is, the Jews will be responsible for it because whatever they want is what's going to happen. Okay. That's what I'm fearful of. I wish uh, I wish we could have enough, the light bulb come on over enough white Gentiles' heads so that they could understand that it's really important that we distance ourselves from Israel because we have – it's not safe for Americans to travel overseas now. It's, it's certainly not safe for you to go to a Muslim country right now. And Israel. I don't think a lot of Americans realize that. Oh, or Israel or any place. You know, you're basically – you better uh, stay put in America because, uh, you know, America's, you know, uh, we've sown the wind and are reaping the whirlwind. That's why all these people, we have all these hostages over there. I don't want to be a hostage. (laughs) Me either. And I don't want you to be either or anyone else. Let's have some common sense separation here. Society is made of people with conflicting faiths and race and culture and all of that. It just doesn't work. And I think you see that, right? In the Middle East, you see that, folks, don't you? It just doesn't work. She said, rather than diversity being our greatest strength, strength, can you think of any nation or empire in the world which had racial and cultural diversity in which the racial and cultural diversity was not a tremendous problem? For the Roman Empire, it was the cause of the decline and fall of the Roman Empire. There has not been one. There has not been one in the history of the world, not one multicultural society that was made better. Look look at Yugoslavia. They got all those different Balkans groups together, supposedly one happy family under one government. Well, as soon as the uh, secret police and the terror tactics were relieved, they broke up and they've been warring at each other ever since. (laughs) It's still going on at it today. All right, I got to switch gears here. I'm sure we'll be, well, we won't be back on this next week. Next week is the 19th anniversary celebration show, so we'll be doing that. But we'll, we'll be back on this before you know it. Uh, but Keith, anarcho-tyranny. Uh, I saw a little example of anarcho-tyranny. So we were talking about BLM. You can engage, if you're BLM, you can engage in arson, vandalism, murder even. And, uh, well, I think for murder they might arrest I'll you. I don't know about it. that. Uh, all of the other stuff up to and including arson and uh, all of that is is forgiven. You get paid actually to do it. You get pay- if you get arrested, they're going to pay you big right. money. But I saw where Douglas Mackey, who was uh, went uh, during the age of the alt right, 2016, as Ricky Vaughn on Twitter. Uh, he's going to do a little time now. He got sentenced to prison this week for tweeting that you could vote for Hillary by texting him, uh, by sending a message. Now anybody who would believe that. Anybody who would believe that it's obviously a joke. It was, you know, this this type of stuff that people did back then. It was just 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 a joke. But he's going to jail for that. Now, that's an arc of tyranny. He's going to jail for that, for saying, if you want to vote for Hillary, text this number. And uh, apparently a handful of people did. And so that's people don't understand that all of this stuff that we were led to believe as boomers and otherwise growing up, that there was something righteous and holy about the civil rights movement and their technique of peaceful protest, you see what happens when the right tries to adopt those tactics. They come after you hammer and tongs. What if Martin Luther King and Jesse Jackson and John Lewis were serving 20-year stints in prison like the people at the January the 6th protest and the other ones that we've had? See, you just, uh, 
people don't understand. They're in jeopardy, for example. Look at Donald Trump's lawyers. They're getting I'm about getting to get to good. that. We're going to go on that in the next segment, but go ahead and give us a quick sneak peek. I got to, we're going to cover Sydney. Pa- don't even mention her specifically. We're going to save that for the next segment. But, yeah, look what's going on there. Yeah, well, the thing is, you know, you, you better, you know, save yourself. It's every man and woman for himself in today's America with the uh, left being in charge of the court system and the law enforcement uh, hierarchy and whatnot. Everything is, you know, you everything that you grew up believing about American society, this was a society where we had freedom of speech and you had the right to protest the government's policies. Forget about that. You know, that's passe. We now have the Jewish model running rather than the Anglo-Saxon founding fathers model. Uh, and they're running far from that. And if you try to subscribe to the old way, you'll find yourself behind bars. We'll be right back. Hello, TPC family. It's James, and I've got to tell you that I sleep better at night knowing that there are organizations like the Conservative Citizens Foundation. The purpose of the Conservative Citizens Foundation is to promote the principles of limited government, individual liberty, equality before the law, property rights, law and order, judicial restraint, and states' rights, while at the same time exploring the dangers posed by liberalism to our national interests and cultural institutions. The Conservative Citizens Foundation also seeks to educate the public on the dangers of extremist ideologies like critical race theory and cultural Marxism. I've worked with the good people at the Conservative Citizens Foundation for many years, and their work comes with my complete endorsement. For more information and to keep up with all the latest conservative news headlines, please check out their website, MericaFirst.com. That's M-E-R-I-C-A-1-S-T.com, MericaFirst.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies, John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then, the more they use the lie, the more they reproduce the lie. The more spiritual power they get. Now look, the media is a lie multiplier. And this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast. That power protects the cells of the beast from prosecution. Why isn't Hillary in prison? She is protected. We must restore our national relationship with God. Truth is sacred in the kingdom. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. Isaiah 9, 6. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. All right, Keith, you were teasing it before the break, uh, the situation in, in Fulton County, Georgia. I mean, I, I, we've said it before. There's just uh, to even try to predict what's going to happen next year is just impossible with regards well, to the election, with regards to Trump. But, 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 but Sidney Powell, we got to talk about her first. So this was one of Trump's main lawyers, you know. Uh, during the right. election, fearless of, uh, Sydney Powell, 
Everybody she was going to release the, the Kraken. And uh, anyway, she got a sweetheart deal, and now she's going to rat. I, I mean cooperate. And But the well, thing look, is, yeah. is she really going to be – she's got um, – I think she got she – got, uh, probation she got a small fine i mean just a few thousand dollars and she's going to quote unquote cooperate now if uh, is she going to be just telling them what they tell her to tell them or or do you think that there was actually any sort of wrongdoing that she's going to inform about i i this i hate to be this cynical but our system our government our courts are so criminally corrupt i would not put it past them to say you can stay out of jail you pay a small fine you keep your law license, but you're going to tell us that Trump did all of this, whether he did or didn't. I could see that. Yeah, you know, I think that's definitely going to happen. And furthermore, nothing is uh, set in concrete. If they don't like her testimony, if she tries to fudge it, all of those uh, promises they've made to her about uh, not taking her law license or not making her serve time in jail, they will evaporate like morning dew. This is like being on the Titanic. James. The Titanic is going down. When we first started having a problem, it was women and children first to the lifeboats. Now it's a free-for-all. Everybody is trying to save their own neck. And that's what <laughs> the left has been able to, uh, you know, uh, forced upon the American people by, you know, and if you're still sitting there saying, well, what happened to my Constitution? What happened to my First Amendment rights? What happened to my Second Amendment rights? All of that stuff, you know, you're living in a brave new world, as Aldous Huxley said, or uh, in 1984, as George Orwell said. We have people that have no respect for the principles of the founding of our nation, and they're basically Jewish power and influence. Why do they have no respect for the founding principles of our nation? Because there were no Jews among the founding fathers. It was just a bunch of these junk, dumb, knuckleheaded uh knuckle-dragging, troglodyte white Gentiles. And why in the world would uh, anybody, particularly a Jewish person, being the superior people they assume themselves to be, why would we, they be guided or be bound by the brainchild of a bunch of witless goys like ourselves? So uh, that's, but- it, you know, that's old. The, the, the new regime is the 1984 Brave New World regime, and people need to realize it. White Christian fundamentalists need to stop. You know, you can go to your church, but don't put anything in the collection plate because that money's going straight to uh, denominational headquarters, and they're going to use that money to dispossess you and ruin the prospects of your children and grandchildren. And if you are okay with that, well, you know, just jump off of a tall building right now and get done with it. If you're not okay with that, fight back against it. Give me 30 seconds on your reaction when you saw the uh, the deal that they gave Sidney Powell. Well, I knew what was happening. I knew that this shows you that these people have no faith whatsoever in the legal system, in the judicial system, in the judiciary. Look at that judge that is handling Trump's case in New York. He's a grinning Jewish guy that obviously has... What you about know, the one in D.C.? Well, that's it. Look, they all should be recusing themselves, but they are not going to recuse themselves. They have the power. We were all told that we need. I remember when Louis Brandeis, the first Jew on the U.S. Supreme Court, was on, and 
we're all congratulated by the powers that be that we're doing the right thing. Then we're getting all these blacks, all these women judges, stuff like this. And, you know, uh, it's just as bad as we were warned it would be by the so-called uh, segregationists back in the civil rights movement. I said, this is not going to turn out well. Well, well it's not it's, turning it's, out well. And we've gotten all the way to this, uh, the slight uh, departure. But, uh, we got to the point to that the where the lawyers that were basically standing up for the rights of people are now abandoning ship because they know that the system no longer works. It's a broken system. And it's a system that will punish people that try to do the right thing. Well, I got I got another one for you. Uh, give me uh, give me a minute uh, response to this headline. I read this headline, and I mean, you know, you're used to this stuff now. But uh, it was a time not long ago that uh, this, uh, people would have been flummoxed over something like this. Headline reads: Miss Universe pageant includes two males. See. I mean, there's nothing. <laughs> you know, they'll, win. they'll probably the win. They're going to win, and they'll, they'll actually even do better than the black women, which are impossible to beat in these things. Well, see, what this is showing is that the left has had such amazing success in transforming our society that they are now left with only, you know, ridiculous fringe position issues like transgenderism or uh, having uh, men in women's beauty contests and things like this as issues. <laughs> and it's good for the rest of us normal people that they're doing this because finally we're getting through to all these normies that wanted to stick their head in the sand and say, well, you know, the civil rights movement was righteous and only, you know, the homosexual rights movement, homosexuals really did get a bad deal. And, you know, women, feminist movement is great and it's wonderful that you can get a no-fault divorce now and, uh, it's just a, a, a striking a blow for freedom. Well, now it's gotten to be so absurd that they can no longer, you know, make those type of arguments and rationalizations to themselves. They know now that there's something seriously wrong with our society and its standards. We're making a laughing stock of ourselves to the rest of the world, particularly like the Muslim world. They say, you know, what has happened to the people in America? They've gone crazy. And the people in China are saying the same thing. The people in Russia are saying the same thing. And you know what? They're right. We, we, if we have a government that does this and there's no pushback and people are not standing up, see, what you need to do, like I said, is just say no. No, we're not going to do that. We're not going to, Nancy I'm not Reagan? tune in to the uh, Miss America contest if they're going to have men parading around there pretending to be women. Nancy Reagan coined that, didn't she? Well, just say no. Uh, maybe she did. <laughs> no, that know. was the war on, you know, the whole war on drugs, just say no. Uh, you a thousand that, points 80s? of light. I remember Nancy Reagan had something to do with that. You know, <laughs> uh, well, just say no is that old drug uh, uh, catchphrase. But we but anyway, just need keep... to say no to the prevailing standards of our society because they're rotten to the core. All right, uh, one more thing, and uh, nothing new under the sun and very little in this business that we haven't seen before uh, over these years that we've been attacked by every media outlet in the world, uh, certainly in this country, I think all of them in the world, uh, every major one anyway. And Rolling Stone was on deck this week, Keith. Uh, we foreshadowed it last week, said it was coming out and come out. It did. Did you get to read it? Yeah, I did. <laughs> they decided to put a hit. That their primary target seems to be Sam Bushman. 
and they think that they can affect, uh, affect his money and make a convert out of him, they have misjudged Sam Bushman. He's, uh, he's not yeah, about to cave that's in. What they thought. I, well, I don't think that I think they that's expected what they're that. hoping I, to do. I, I don't maybe. Well, but, but they're trying. They well, they're putting the heat on. So, you're supposedly such a disreputable character that they mentioned that he has something to do with the broadcasting of our show, and that's supposed to make people, you know, recoil in horror. But on the other hand, I don't think they understand how popular our show is. Well, uh, how many times did we get called racist in it? Uh, at least one per line, uh, <laughs> <laughs> white supremacist or racist or whatever. But, you know, it's like water off a duck's back now. You know, it's just, uh, 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 you know, if you're a racist, as you said in your book, uh, that just means you're a white person. Okay. It's a synonym for being a white person now. It means nothing more, nothing less than that. Well, uh, that's just another day at the office. So uh, that's uh, that. Uh, we'll see. Um, we'll see if we can get that on a newsstand somewhere. That you know, well, they're, like... they're like a rash. They flare up occasionally, and then they'll go back down and you know be kind of dormant for a while. But the SPLC, mm. its best days are gone. Okay, it is. Uh, it, it's definitely fading into the uh, landscape, and hopefully, the same fate will uh, uh, happen to the ADL. Which is like the ADL is like the major leagues. SPLC is like uh, the AAA uh, league, okay, minor league. But they are uh, the ADL is finally getting some real pushback, according you know, because of Keith Wood and Elon Musk. Well, uh, like Tucker this. Carlson was going after him pretty hard and pretty regularly before they got rid of him. So, yeah, it's a, you well, know, there's definitely right. a new see, day uh, on see, that the, the, There are voices, there are dissenting voices out there that they cannot marginalize. They think they can marginalize them. They tried to marginalize Tucker Carlson, but all they did was enhance his popularity. Well, uh, he certainly got an audience on Twitter. We're not allowed there, but uh, he's doing. Uh, he's still getting some some good stuff out there. And, well, uh, we've got an audience. We may not be on Twitter, but we have a good audience, and we are keeping the message going. They haven't put the scare on us, as uh, General Forrest would say. Uh, we and, shepherd uh, our flock, uh, whatever it is, and uh, we got some good. And listen, and we got some good alliances. Speaking to talk about media, we like uh, always good stuff in the American Free Press. I just uh, submitted my uh, piece, which is actually see, a this Q&A. is what, what hard times separate the sheep from the goats, James. You the people that stand up and do not fade away. There's a lot of people that fade away under this type of pressure, but the ones that survive and thrive are the ones that you can really count on. And that's uh, the fact that there are groups like the Political Cesspool, like the Occidental Observer, like the Underview, like all sorts of other groups that will tell the truth without uh, fear or favor. And they can not only continue on, but they can thrive. That shows that something is happening, that the paradigm is shifting. Well, when All one right, thing about we, hard times, the, the one thing about hard times is, is moving. Uh, with, with regard to hard times, if you've never experienced anything but hard times, it really doesn't seem all that bad. <laughs> so uh, we'll be back. Thank you, Keith. Uh, right, we will be back s- in the late 60s called Been Down So Long It Looks Like Up to Me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, we'll see you next week in the studio. Big party show next week. 19 years on the air. We'll celebrate in just three days. October 24th was the first day we went on the air, all the way back in 2004, 2004. 
and uh, we're going to celebrate that next week with a very special. I, I think we uh, need broadcast. to make that a, a national holiday along with uh, uh, in, you know uh, Juneteenth. Yeah, and, uh, we'll be right back with Sam Dixon. People's Day.